We are taking a trip from Causeway Street to your street. So buckle your seatbelts, put on your green goggles, and get ready for Green Banners with your host, Mike O'Brien. Hello, Celtics fans. This is Green Banners, the podcast taking you from Causeway Street to your street, the official, unofficial podcast of Celtics Twitter. We got a killer episode in for you today. We have Green Runs Deep, the king, the mayor of Celtics Instagram. I know we talk about Celtics Twitter a lot. He's on that too. But as far as Instagram goes, he's got this on lock. We're going to talk about a lot of things with him. We're going to talk about the team. We're struggling a little bit, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Jason Tatum. We're going to talk about the Madison Square Garden in New York and how that compares to the TD Garden. We're going to talk about the big Rondo and CP3 fight. And we're going to, of course, hit you with Rosé's world and take a look into the world of Mr. Terry Rozier. But thanks for coming on, GRD. I appreciate you coming in the studio here. We're here in the podcast garage in Austin recording live. And we out here. And we out here. How you doing, Mike? Mike, I'm so happy to be on. This is the last time I was on was December 2016. Yeah. I think it's, uh, was it 16 or 17? I think it was 16. I think it's been oh, a minute. We're ready. Long overdue. I got a lot to say. Ah, oh, man, we're, we're, <laughs> we're going to roll into this. But before we get moving, I want to remind everyone, download this on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search up Green Banners Podcast. Download it on SoundCloud. Download it on Stitcher. Follow me on Twitter at OBMcFly. Obviously, follow Green Runs Deep at Green Runs Deep on Instagram immediately. But yeah, let's get let's get into it. Let's get into it. Is there anything you want to get off your chest immediately before I get into this? So, are we going to tell them that we're like approaching a game time? Oh, we are. So that is a good point. So we're recording right now on the twenty fifth of October. We have Celtics Thunder about to happen. Pop off in about an hour and a half. So when you're hearing this will be tomorrow. So that game will have already happened. But yeah, we are approaching I'm thirsty. Celtics I gotta Thunder. have a couple before the I game. know. Gotta I know this couple. man, this man, we're we're putting him in a drought before this Green game runs right drunk. now. Green runs drunk about to come out tonight. <laughs> Green runs drunk, Green Runs Deep. You know what it is if if you've followed him on Instagram. He's had a wild week. I know you've been out to a few Celtics games, you've been out to a few World Series games, you've been all over the city. I don't know how you made it here to the studio tonight. It's it's pretty impressive. Nah, man. You told me a week ago, before the Red Sox even clinched the play, the World Series, you said, hey, let's do Wednesday. I said, no, Mike, <laughs> we, we got a World Series game Wednesday. I'll be there. We went to it. You want to tell them about yeah, let's, a little encounter last let's, night? Let's tell them about So That is true, by the way. I did try to book this podcast for yesterday, before I even understood that the World Series was going to be like that. And that is true. We booked it for Thursday because of that. But last night, I was hanging around Fenway. Obviously a big night. World Series game two. I'm walking down the street. You know, me and a couple boys, we're minding our own business, just walking, trying to get to a bar. And some guy bumps me. And it and it's not just like a bump by accident. It's like this guy almost seemed like he was either incredibly lit and intoxicated or he was trying to start something. He really bumped me. And I kind of stopped in my tracks and gave him a dirty look like I'm not exactly OK with this. My friends, God bless him, turned around and kind of gave those same stares back. 
I turn around, and luckily I caught it in time, but I turn around kind of slower than my friends did. And who is it standing there? The man who bumped me is the man sitting across from me right now, Mr. Green Runs Deep himself. We out here. I was <laughs> I was trying to mock uh, Hightower this past Sunday, <laughs> giving you a little bump. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have, a strip sack or whatever? He had a yeah. return it for a touchdown, blah, yep. blah, blah. Yep. That was you. We out here talking about Celtics, though, not Patriots. Yeah, yeah, no, we're we're keeping it all over the place. Celtics, Pats, Red Sox. We got it covered on all lockdown right It's now. a good time to be a Boston sports fan. It's a fan. great time to be a Boston sports fan. We were out in Fenway last night. We're now blessed. we're here in this studio talking Celtics. This is crazy. We're this blessed. man was at that World Series game. We got, we got World Series last night. World Series. We almost got into a fist fight by accident. Shit. I would have been recording this shit from M, uh, MGH out here. We would have both been recording rooms across from each other, hopefully reconciled by that point. This is a true story, I swear. This really happened. We really bumped into each other like that. GRD is a man with a very, very sick, twisted sense of humor that I love so much. <laughs> That's so good. But, you know, give. how about we give folks a little bit of background on kind of how you got into being so interested in the Celtics and how you started up this Instagram account. Now I feel like it's almost a movement, but just give the folks a little bit of background on, on what got you so into the Boston Celtics. So it all stems from like social media for me. Like most people fall in love with sports because they love sports. They grew up playing sports, whatever me. Like I love sports, but social media like made sports that much better to me. Mm -hmm. It started out on Twitter in 2009, like right when Twitter came up, you could like interact with athletes. And that's exactly what I did. Like I was good friends with Marquise Daniels, Sheldon Williams, like all those clowns on the Celtics. Sheldon Williams. I love Keith too. But like I started on Twitter and then like I took a little bit of a break after that. Like I was going through like college, everything. But a couple years back I went to Instagram 2015 Celtics were shit and I took advantage and I said bro the Celtics in five years are gonna be champions like we knew the rebuild was happening Mm -hmm. like it was that big season where they traded like 30 guys in and out like it was unreal but I loved it like I love going to games when nobody's there I'll be there I don't care I know you were out there too Oh, we were out there hell yeah we've been out there I just started that and then like Green Runs Deep was just, like, my personal, like, not, like, a blog, but it was just, like, showing what what I did at games, what athletes I tried to, like, link up with, take pictures with, whatever. And now it turned into, like, just me and my friends, like, showing day-to-day stuff we do, whether it's, like, Boston sports or, like, stupid shit we do going into the city and, like, going to bars and just messing around. Like, we just have fun with it. Like, it's just, like, an outlet in people eat it up like whatever we post or i post it's like it's only me behind the account yeah but like my friends are like heavily influencing like dumb things we do <laughs> and that's one thing you said it's it seems like you're always having so much fun like when me in my sphere of influence are looking at the shit you're doing it's always like man this guy and his friends have so much fun like this is what it should be like to be a boston sports fan living in Boston. Like, it's like the idealized version of that. And I think that's why people connect with it. It's because like, you have so much fun with it. And it's like, wow, like, this is what it really means to be a Boston Celtics fan or just a Boston sports fan in general. Hell yeah. 
and what a time to be alive right now. We were just <laughs> yeah. talking like all four of our sports teams, you could you could make a fight for them to be champions this year. Yeah. And I'm obviously taking advantage of it on the social media side. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun to follow. Everybody is eating up right now and it's easy for me cuz I love it. It's like my passion and shit. So, yeah. No, I can tell that it's your easy. passion. It is. I mean, hey, I wish we all had the passion like that. But you are super well connected and you have built this fan base. And I will tell you guys a story here. So I ran into GRD here. We were out at opening night for the Celtics. We played the Sixers. It was, you know, the first game of the season. And this man tried to connect some folks to take a group photo at halftime. And he he told people to meet outside this section. So I went up to meet up with him. I hadn't seen him in a minute. You know, I wanted to break bread and show him love. But I get there and there are, no lie, probably like 40 or 50, like mostly teenage age kids but they were there because they were such such fans of what you do on instagram and just wanted to meet you and show love and like i thought that was the coolest thing and you have this network and sphere of influence that is pretty impressive and kind of unprecedented in and i think this is kind of where this social media thing is going and you know people are so invested in your account and what you do and and they love watching what you do. And they so many people showed up to show love. And, and it's kids. So, like, you're influencing people in that way. I just thought that was the coolest thing. So, the coolest part is, like, yeah, that's what, that's what like, my group of, like, viewers are. Like, younger kids, high school, whatever. Yeah. But, like, in five years, they're going to be drinking beers with me. Yeah. Enjoying the games. Like, so, it's only going to get bigger than it is now, like. People are saying, like, oh, it could get capped off. Whatever Celtics community is small. Instead, I feel like it's just going to get bigger because those kids are going to get older and I'm still going to be out here. I have no life. I like sports. (laughs) Um, That is your life. Yeah, like, it's pretty cool. Like, just, like, going to Prudential Center, going shopping, and somebody, like, recognizes me over there and, like, wants to take a picture with me. I'm, like, a clown. Everybody that knows me knows I'm a clown. Yeah. But, like, when little kids and their parents, like, come up to me, like, 10-year-old kids want a picture with me, I feel like an asshole sometimes because <laughs> I have like I don't hold back. Like if I don't like a player, oh yeah, I'm going to fucking we put know. that player on blast. <laughs> so like it's a little bit embarrassing. However, it's pretty cool. It still is like I'm myself. I I don't hold back. Yeah. Whether whether players follow me through times players unfollowed me cuz I put my my opinion out there. I don't like certain players like Amir Johnson. Yeah. I don't like him. A lot of players didn't like that, so whatever. We out here. No, but you're yourself and completely unashamedly yourself. And if people don't like that, whatever. But I feel like you got to be like that in this day and age. It's like be yourself. And if you're polarizing, who cares? But the people that show love are going to show like the ultimate love. And I feel like that's what you get is people that are just totally behind you and side with you and want to take pictures of you when they see you in public, which is wild. But I feel like it's, it's well earned because of kind of the way you do things. But I know you are well-connected. How have you built this network, like you said, with players? Like, I know you've got sh- gotten love from a ton of different players on the team before. You've gotten Gordon and Robin Hayward to show you love. I know Rosé and the GMB boys are pretty friendly with you. You know, how, how have you built from this fan account to, like, actually having players out here showing you love or showing you the opposite when, like you said, you hate on players and they find out, but... 
it's crazy like how like, how does that happen like at the end of the day i'm just myself like yeah i'm sincere like i introduce myself to them if i ever see them out like somebody i don't know most of them i know like whatever like jalen brown's family very good friends with me they invited me over before like cool people wow like robin gordon like i talk to them all the time and like i do charity work with them and stuff mm-hmm. so like that pays off me and robin are going to the jazz game in utah <laughs> that's crazy on november 9th me and her are gonna go out there it's gonna be crazy <laughs> you're like their adopted son that's your like that's what, gag I, told yeah. that's what I told him you guys don't have, yeah, a, son, you don't have but a son you got yeah, one now <laughs> Even though we're like the same age, but yeah, yeah, I told Robin I'll be her security guard out there. <laughs> what do you think it's gonna be like when we go? I've been talking about it with my friends. Like, I wonder how the fans are gonna like talk to her. Yeah, I'm gonna be there with my Hayward Celtics yeah, you're jersey. Seriously, gonna have to be a security guard. I feel like I've spoken to a few people that I know that are Utah fans, and they're not happy. They're salty. They're very salty. I more than I expected. Even I can't really put myself in that situation. Because we never really, like, drafted a franchise guy, and then, like, they left us. Yeah. It never really happened. Yeah. Like, You're the right. closest the closest is probably Ray Allen, but he wasn't drafted here. Like, we mm-hmm. didn't bring him up. Like, yeah, he won a championship with us, and we were still salty about him leaving. Yeah. Imagine a guy that you groomed into the player he is pretty much, and he left you. I'd be pretty salty. We'd be salty. We would Hell 100% yeah. be salty Hell in Boston. Yeah. I may or may not burn down their house. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And I know you ended up getting crazy coverage when uh, we traded the Markel Fultz pick away to draft Jason Tatum, and you burnt that jersey. So <laughs> that was that was uh, what was it now? Last summer, yeah. Markel Fultz was the best player, like on paper for that draft. Yeah, clearly, and he was a need for the Celtics. Isaiah Thomas was clearly injured at the time. Mm-hmm. Markel Fultz was the biggest need. Like it made. The most sense. However, obviously, Danny Ainge knows everything. Yep. This guy knew what he was doing. He wanted Tatum. He got rid of him. It was a Saturday night. I was out drinking. We were messing around. Because I ordered the jersey, like, weeks before. Yeah, yeah. And of course. I was like, I'm not going to keep this jersey. I'm burning this shit. So the next day was Father's Day. I burnt that shit. I, it wasn't even like, oh, this shit is going to blow up, but it, it got, like, millions of views. It went on Bleacher Report, mm-hmm. Sports Center, everything. And, like, people were, like, shitting on me. <laughs> oh, this guy bought one and yeah. bought a jersey. I don't give a fuck. I'll burn everything. I don't care. Burn the whole thing. Yeah. I remember seeing it from your account and thinking, like, oh, this is funny. Like, this man's always doing funny gags like this, and this is, like, part of that. And then all of a sudden I log on to Bleacher Report and I'm reading this article, and I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, I, sw- I think I've seen this video. And then I'm like, oh, my God, this is GRD. <laughs> and this is a national article. It, it caught a lot of stream I'm, with I'm, all my friends and shit. Yeah, like I'm on Twitter, and like national accounts are posting this video. I'm like, this Hell is yeah. hilarious. And people were so salty, but I think this is it's perfect. Well, like, the thing is, everybody, everybody like wants to throw their opinion and quote tweet quote it and yeah. throw what they want to say. Yeah. But nobody really knows, like, I don't. I don't care about a fifty dollar jersey or <laughs> no. whatever. Like, no. it was, for me, it was funny. Yeah, it, the, hey, I thought it was hilarious, and I totally get your brand of humor, and that was great. Uh, I know you do some crazy things elsewise. I know you said you drink water from the Charles if the Sox win the World Series. What are you going to do if the Celtics win the title this year? 
I think we're just going to go with like a nice tattoo. Nice tattoo. All right. Maybe like a face tattoo. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'll get kicked out Look of like the Look like Takashi. I'll get kicked out. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll do a nice tattoo. Yeah. I kind of, I got obviously the Red Sox, but yeah. some Celtics related tattoo. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm nervous though. I, I don't know about our chances this year. I, we're we're looking we're looking kind of sketch. We'll we'll get to it in a little bit. We're gonna talk about how this team is kind of looking right now. But I know I have a question for you, Mike. Yeah, what's hit me? Do you think I'm gonna die after I drink that water? Kinda. I think you're gonna grow like a third arm. And when we reference you as green runs deep, I think you might actually turn that color. Oh, so shit. it's gonna fit you pretty well. So all of my friends are like, "How are you gonna fake this? This that? Like, I'm not gonna fake you're it. You're not gonna I, fake it. I, I know you're. I know you're. You're not gonna fake it. I just got my flu shot. Um, <laughs> That's gonna help. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be all right. <laughs> the flu shot. Hopefully, I got the flu good shot health insurance. Easy. Yeah, good health insurance. Yeah, hey, I'm sure plenty of people have drinking from the Charles that are still alive. Yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> Couple dead bodies in there. Yeah. What else is in there? You think? <sighs> Dirty needles. Vin I like Baker. It. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Ron Mercer. Damn. <laughs> uh, but I know one thing. You you know, comparing Boston to New York. Now, I know in Boston, a lot of us kind of despise New York just because, obviously, it's the home of the Yankees. The Knicks aren't exactly a friendly team compared to us. They're a bit of a conference rival. The Celtics played the Knicks in MSG last week. You were there. And I know you gave like a little bit of a review and how it was a dump, <laughs> the Madison Square Garden. Talk, talk about that experience, how it was in New York, and how it does compare to TD. Like, so every arena I go to, I write like a lengthy review, whatever. Yeah. Like, I didn't even want to go in depth about it because it was really like built up in my head. Like, everybody told me, you got to go here, you got to go here. I went there. I was very underwhelmed. Like, it, it did not blow me away whatsoever. Yeah. Like, it was an arena. Like, I've been to a ton of them. It just didn't stick out to me. Like, and then people were like, oh, it's old. That's why. It was actually, like, all the, like, the hallways and stuff, they yeah. were all brand new. Like, looked beautiful. But just, like, the atmosphere was trash. The ticket prices are outrageous. Crazy. Outrageous Crazy. for what? Like, I guess, it's like, tourists. because it's the Mecca. Like, tourists go there, whatever. All they were saying, oh, the most famous arena in the world. They could keep it. I don't like it. <laughs> Like, keep it. I would rather go to, like, I don't know, man. I was going to say Washington, D.C., but have you ever been there? That place is a no, shithole. Really? Really? Yeah. I'd rather go to my own funeral than go back there. <laughs> Fuck that. Nah, I just, yeah, Madison Square Garden, it wasn't what it was, like, supposed to be. Wow. They did have rice balls there, though. That, oh. Like rice balls? Uh, rice balls. Rice that's balls are good. Got. Yeah, the rice balls are good, but I that's don't know that's the only, to keep me. That's about the only good thing. Yeah, and it's crazy because the Celtics actually have the best record in Madison Square Garden of any arena, including their own, since 2001. They're 28 and 12. Like percentage-wise? They're 70%. Okay. And we're 28 wins, 12 losses since 2001 in MSG. All that I can think about when I see here Celtics and MSG, remember Paul Pierce's picture? Like, yep, yep. That, that show was good. That three symbol or whatever you call like it a, symbol. <laughs> that was like a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, he got yep. fined for that. He did get fined We'll talk for about that. that on another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We could have a whole podcast on that. But yeah, I, I honestly, I haven't even, and this is embarrassing to say, I'm going to admit this to all of you. 
I've never been to seen an NBA game in an opposing arena, which is like the craziest thing in the world. I've been to millions of Celtics games. I mean, you I'm could the, change that this year. I know, and I, I'm thinking about at least going to Brooklyn. Like that's easy. Brooklyn's really nice. Yeah, I've been I've been to Barclays to see a show. I saw Jay Z there, but I haven't seen a game, which is crazy. I'd like to see a Celtics game uh, in another city. I think let's make it happen. This. I want to go. Let's make it happen. You're 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 like all over the place. You like bit. basketball, really? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. We're we'll, we're 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 booking somewhere. We're gonna go somewhere. Green banners run deep. I, I, I think that's <laughs> that's the the duo tag right there. Um, but I did want to get into some basketball. Some let let's let's get into what's going on in the NBA and with the Celtics right now. One topic that is huge is this Rondo CP3 debacle and argument that they have. And f- for those who are listening, if you're not familiar, I'll kind of give you. The quick lowdown. So Rondo and Chris Paul, obviously Rondo with the Lakers, Chris Paul with the Rockets, got into a pretty heated altercation in a game last week. Both were suspended, as well as Brandon Ingram. And it's pretty much been the talk of the league since. CP3 claims that he put his hands in Rondo's face because Rondo spit on him. Rondo completely refutes these claims, said that CP3 deserves a what he got because he has this bad reputation and he's been an awful teammate and that he hasn't really been given the credit as being this terrible teammate that he thinks he deserves. And people have come out with all sorts of opinions and sides to this. And if this isn't proof that the NBA is the best league in the world, I can't help you. I'm done. There's been enough stuff going on just this season alone to prove that. Our own Celtic uh, legend, Big Baby, came out on Instagram in the comments of a photo saying that CP3 is a very bad teammate. I played with both of Rondo and CP3. So... GRD, give us your take on what happened with this whole Rondo CP3 thing before I get into it. I mean, right off the bat, like, once a Celtic, always a Celtic. So, obviously, I'm a little bit on Rondo's side. Mm -hmm. However, I don't agree with Rondo saying, like, CP3 is a bad teammate because Rondo was never his teammate. So, how does he know that? Like, I guess guys in the league talk. I just don't understand. He's a bad teammate, whatever. Blow it off. He's not your teammate. Don't worry about it. Like, if you don't like him on the court... Keep it on the court. That's how I feel. Like, there's no need to spit on somebody. He definitely spit on him. Did you see the video? <laughs> yeah. So at first, I didn't think he spit on him, and then they showed like a new video from a new angle, and then it's like, hmm, maybe he did spit on him. But the whole thing is like building up for the next time they play each other because yeah. didn't Rondo's significant other go after like yep. CP3's girl? Like, it's about to be freaking. A brawl over there, mixed tag match, maybe WWE. So. Mixed tag match. Yeah. We're we're big WWE guys here, so a mixed tag match wouldn't be bad. I think I think Adam Silver has got money in his hands. If I'd pay more money that. for that than I would to see the Lakers play. <laughs> I don't like that Lakers team. Yeah, trash. I knew it was going to be. I think they'll make the playoffs, like oh, as sure. one of the last seeds. But that team is ugh, yuck. It's actually fun to yuck. watch. It's like. Something you watch and you want to see them crumble. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's entertaining. Yeah, like in that way. I hope. I, agree. I hope like not as bad as uh, Sacramento is, but I hope they're bad. Yeah, yeah. I I think they're gonna be middling, like a forty-five to fifty. Oh, I don't know if they'll get to fifty, but 40, 45 win team. But my take on the whole thing is Rondo is such a prick, but he knows it is, and that's what I love about him. He's kind of authentic about like. He knows he's a total dick. And I adore that because he totally keeps it 100. And, like, 
the players I love in this league are those players that totally keep it real. Like him, Boogie. Like I've always been a big Boogie guy because some people really don't like Boogie and he's polarizing. But Boogie's Boogie. He's himself. Like he went to the Warrior and he's Warriors and he's like, yeah, I'm a dick for going to the Warriors, but hey, I'm gonna get rings and like you all are gonna hate on it, but whatever. I'm myself. And I want to hate it, but I can't. I can't. And Rondo's another guy that's like that. I think that's why he has a lot of supporters around the league as well. But as far as the whole spitting thing, I was convinced he didn't spit on him. And I love the theory that Melo was the one that spit on him. I thought that was hilarious. Like, Melo would be like a total slob and like totally spit on him, even if it was by accident. But either way, it's tough. CP3 put his hand in a man's face. And I get why Rondo swung. Like, what did he expect to happen after that? It all goes down from there. Yeah. Do you know offhand? We could look it up another time, but Mm -hmm. when do those two teams face off again? Because that's going to be like must-watch basketball. Oh, that is going to be absolute. And that's and that's that's, each other at least two more times. Yeah, they definitely do. And that's the best part about the NBA is it is kind of like it almost is like a WWE thing at that point where when something like that happens, it's then appointment viewing the next time they play each other. Like think about. What happened between Marcus Smart and J.R. Smith just in the preseason? They had this argument. You know, when the Celtics play the Cavs, that it's going to be crazy. Just because of that. Yeah. Like yeah. the Cavs are going to be trash, whatever. But just because of that little thing, that's going to make me go into the game. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's, it's going to be a highly coveted game where elsewise it might not have been. We got to think of a sign to bring for that game yeah. for JR. Get yeah. him rattled. Oh, man. The crowd is going to eat him alive. His brother was even coming on my Instagram. I, I saw that. Yeah, Jr. Smith's brother was on Green Runs Deep Instagram in the comments section talking that smack. I wanted to call him out, but he would not write back after it. Oh, like in, in his bio, it says former NBA player. I looked it up. He played like two games, <laughs> like 10 minutes. It's like Skip Bayless when he's like, oh, I used to play. I've been in a halftime show, so me and this guy have the same amount of NBA <laughs> minutes. So I might put that shit in my bio. Yeah, you're a former NBA player too. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. Uh, The Lakers and Rockets. So they play on December 13th, and they play on January 19th. So that December 13th game, that's coming up in, you know, about a month and a half. You know that game's going to be appointment viewing. You know that's going to be either TNT or ESPN, and people are going to go nuts for that. Hell yeah. Yeah, and that's that's what's great about the NBA is that you look forward to that grudge match. But what do you think about Ingram? Like, yeah, I didn't even understand what he was doing. Ingram was just like came out of nowhere throwing hands. And I respect Ingram for like, oh, you're going to mess with my teammate. Just like come out of nowhere and just start throwing fists recklessly. Like that was some malice in the palace type shit. What Ingram was doing. And I almost respect Ingram more than anybody. CP3 always has seemed like a shady kind of fake dude to me. So I kind of get that. Rondo's a prick. So, you know, yeah. But Ingram, Ingram's the guy who comes out the best out of this whole thing. He's he's protecting his teammate. He's throwing fists. He's And he came out and said, yeah, maybe I didn't do this the right way. But I if I'm going to have to protect my teammates, I'm going to do it 10 out of 10 times. So if it happens again in this exact same way, I'm going to do the same exact thing. Which, like, I respect that. You have to. I yeah. hate the Lakers. I hate Ingram. Yeah, I do too, but... He needs to gain some weight. He needs to go to Chipotle, <laughs> he extra is chicken. A, he is a little dude yeah, to be throwing too. fists like that. Exactly. <laughs> but I have a question for you. So, if you could, if you had your ch- chance to either spit on or cold clock one player in the league, 
who would it be? So I wouldn't spit on a player. I think that's like the most <laughs> that's disrespectful. That's the most demeaning thing. thing you can do. I would probably if I could like damn, this is gonna sound fucked up. Um there's a couple of guys I would punch. Yeah. Like I don't think they would go down by it, but I would yeah. love to slap the shit out of Boogie. Yeah. Like I don't even think I would like close fist punch him, but yeah. I would slap the shit out of uh-huh. him. Uh-huh. But I'd probably get my ass kicked after. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, if you had the opportunity, and maybe you wouldn't get your ass kicked, maybe you would. But Boogie, Boogie Cousins, Boogie's like, your dude. I, bro, we we were like gonna win a ring this year. In my head, like, yeah. I I bleed green. Obviously, like, I drink freaking green Gatorade. I drink eat green eggs and ham. Green so really th- runs deep in this dude, right? Yeah. Here. So I thought we had a good chance at the finals. Boogie going over there. I think that wraps it up, right? Yeah. Unless like a major injury, which we don't hope uh-huh. for, but if it happens, it happens. Yeah. But um, how about reverse the question on you? Any player in the league that you would do either of the two? Yeah, so <laughs> I wouldn't spit on anyone. I get heat. If I'm playing ball, my friends know, like, I am the most, like, usually mild-mannered dude when it comes to real life. But in ball, like, for some reason, I have a temper. It's the only place on the earth I have a temper. And I will, like, get in people's faces and, like, it's the only place I do. Like, I've almost gotten to several fights in the basketball court. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm like this. But so I could see myself doing this. It's tough. I have a few guys on here. Um, if I were to choose, three of them are, or actually two of them are warriors. One's a former warrior. I've always despised Zaza Pachulia. He's an easy target. Day one. He's an easy target. He, Dirty player. Since that Hawks series in 08, and I remember being at that game seven, and KG dropped him with a screen at midcourt, and I was at that game. I think that's my favorite Celtics moment I've witnessed live is KG dropping Zaza Pachulia with that screen. I've never screamed louder that's in my entire life. Now that was a tight series, like heated back and forth. Yeah. Al Horford was on that team too. Al Horford was on that team. I could never I could never hit, hit Al. He's such a nah, sweet nah, man. Nah. <laughs> well respected. Well respected. I mean On that topic, uh, like, look at all of the Celtics players right now. Yeah. They're all very well-respected people, aren't yes, they? You're right. Kyrie Irving. Other than Smart, I think Smart gets Smart gets, is he's building up a, rebu- a reputation. Him and Mook, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But either way, you need those guys. Yeah, you need a few of those guys. You need. Do but like all guys. the free agents that Danny has brought in, mm-hmm. all very well-respected. People Al, love Kyrie. Al Gordon and Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Tatum and Brown too. Hell yeah. Brown is gonna be like freaking. What's that? NBA PA. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's gonna, gonna, he's be, gonna the, be the president. Yeah, he's gonna be the president of the NBA PA. Easy. He's totally that type of guy. I, I bet you he wants that, too. That's a good look for the Celtics. That is a great look for the Celtics. And one thing that just came out, and kind of moving on from the whole Rondo CP3 debacle, we're going to talk a little bit about the Celtics specifically here. Have you seen the – it hasn't been confirmed, so I don't want to say official, but the New Jersey that leaked to, to potentially be one of our alternates this year. It's yeah. like this white with uh, green and gold trim. Yeah, yeah, I seen it, and then I seen like the, um, like the jersey that it's supposed to be, like, what's it called, like mirrored by, yeah, like an older one, yeah. And I like it, whatever. Um, I don't know. I like the classics for yeah. some reason. Yeah, the classics, and I wish they would bring a Christmas jersey. Yeah, I loved Nike, it when they had the Christmas jerseys. Nike Those hasn't were brought nice. it. The first time they're gonna wear that new city jerseys, uh, uh, if you want to know, November seventeenth. I looked that up today. November seventeenth. That's against the Jazz. So yep. 
Yeah. They're going to wear that That's good to city know. jersey the first time. That city jersey. If you want to see that new jersey, November 17th against Utah, and that is at home. Uh, yeah, I like I like the classics for sure. Um, I really like this jersey, though. I have been pitching for them to have a jersey with gold in it for years. <laughs> no, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, the gold the gold's been lacking. I feel like that's such a classic color. Like those gray jerseys that they've had, just I, I could never get into those. The sleeved ones and then the one even when they did it without a sleeve, like that those couldn't do it for me for some reason. But nah, this, I wasn't this, a fan of the sleeve jerseys. Yeah. I like the the ones they the Nike introduced last year, the black statement the jerseys. Like those are flames. Those are hard. Like I've bought yeah. like three of those. Like those are great. Hell yeah! What's your what's your uh, go to jersey? Like, if you're going to a big game, like, what jersey do you want to wear now? It has to be like a player that's came in the last like four years. I I think I know who you're gonna say. Yeah, so I've I've been rocking the jersey I rock the most is, and you if you listen to this, you probably know this, but it's Terry Rozier. That's what. But I I got the original jersey that I bought when he was a rookie is signed now. Okay. And you know, one of the times I met him and. Now I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want to wear it anymore. So nah, I just ordered. You, just, you still got to wear it. But I just ordered a statement one. Okay. Especially since I wanted the Rosier the third. Yep, yep. Like the Rosier three on the back is Tito like flames sticks. to me. Hell Tito yeah. three sticks. Yeah, shout out Rain and Jays. But ah, I love that Rosier three. That no, three like is it. killer in the statement. So, and I'm waiting for that to come in. So that's about to be my so go to jersey. That's like a ballsy jersey purchase right there. Yeah. Oh, but. He's he's my boy no matter what. Even if we get rid of him, like he's gonna be like I one hope, of my favorite. I hope we don't ever. get rid of him, but I know it's gonna be it's tough. You know the game. I do know the game. I know the game indeed. And since we're at it, uh, let's actually get into Rose's world. Welcome to Rose's world. Welcome to Rosé's World, our episodic look into the life of Mr. Terry Rozier, backup point guard for your Boston Celtics and potential sixth man of the year candidate this year. Just saying, just saying. But I just want to talk about a few things going on in the Rosé world. Uh, One thing I do want to shout out, he is doing something called Chucking Threes for Charity. So definitely go check that out. You can pledge either per three-pointer or just put it in a donation um, he's doing something for inner city kids right here in Boston, which is awesome. And you can donate for every time he hits a three-pointer, and that'll go right to his 12 Blessings charity. So definitely check that out. Looking up Chucking Threes for Charity. It's all over uh, Rose's, all of his accounts, so definitely do that. And it since it is scary season right now, we're we're approaching Halloween with that coming up quick next next week. I feel like this is like the time for Scary Terry right now is this scary season do you have do you have like a go-to scary movie for halloween i definitely do like it's not like a highly touted movie and stuff yeah but like it's just been my favorite since i was younger texas chainsaw massacre yeah you've seen it one. Oh yeah it was like brutal for me when i was younger i yeah. like hated it so yeah now it's funny i haven't even seen it in a while yeah that's a dope one but like you think of me like i'm I'm a big guy and shit. You think I like scary movies? I'll go for freaking Hocus Pocus and shit before <laughs> those. It's funny. I was watching that shit with my nephew. GRD, big Hocus Pocus guy. Yep. 
I like Salem. <laughs> Salem around this time of the year. Yeah, is the best. I went a few weekends ago and it was popping. I went into a haunted house um, and <laughs> it was it was funny. I thought I thought I was going to be shook. I I thought you know I I, I went in with someone. And she was she was super afraid, and it was funny. But I thought I was going to be the scared one. Like, yep. you know, I get scared easy, and I'm seeing little kids going there. And I'm like, oh, if they can do it, maybe I can. And I'm like, well, actually, that that'll make it worse if I get scared because <laughs> it means that means these kids didn't get scared, and I did. But uh, as far as my favorite scary movie goes, mine has always been A Nightmare on Elm Street. That's that's Freddy Krueger. That's a dope one. I love the scaring people in your nightmare shit. And little do people know. The Scary Terry nickname actually kind of, in a long way, comes from Nightmare on Elm Street. So let's let's take it back here. So there's a show that I'm sure many of you are familiar with called Rick and Morty, and that's on Adult Swim. And they have a character in the show named Scary Terry, and he is a riff on Freddy Krueger. And he looks just like Freddy Krueger, but his name is Scary Terry. And all he says is, I'm Scary Terry, bitch. And, like, that's all he does. That's... If- if you go and ask Terry who gave him that nickname, he will tell you I did. What? GRD I, created the Scary Terry bro, nickname? Bro, every, every time he had a crazy game, all I wrote on Instagram, Scary, scary Terry, Terry, bitch. <laughs> scary Terry, bitch, though. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I remember you doing that, but I didn't even know that. That's crazy. We're, I we're believe talking, you. I 100% believe you. On opening night, his family was here and shit, and we yeah. were all talking about it, and they were wearing the shirt. Yeah. And they said, they all like pointed to me like, yeah, I... Wow. Maybe I wasn't like the first person because you know how the weird Celtics Twitter might it. Yeah. People make. Yeah, that's things. true. That's true. But, but I like I was like pinpointing it on yo, him. And no, did, it's definitely you. And then there's rumors like he doesn't like it. Yeah. I wonder if he likes it or not. He he says he likes it because everyone calls him it. And it's like something where it's pretty cool that he has like his own nickname around the league. Shirts. Yeah. Shirts, and he sells shirts. shirts and it's like good to have a moniker, but if he were to choose something, I don't think he would have came up with that. Yep. But now have, he just accepts it. I, I have an like. idea for you. Idea. So you got, I was going to plan on doing this, yeah. but I think it would be funny if you did it. Yeah. Imagine going to a game wearing your Terry Jersey. Yeah. It's the fourth quarter and this guy comes in. And you pull out a freaking scream mask, yep. and you're on the jumbotron. Oh man, I've been thinking about. I would doing get that, kicked which out, which is crazy. I've if, been want. I was gonna wear one to opening night, and I'm oh like, it's too early. If I did it, I would get kicked out. <laughs> like, my seats are right near all the security, yeah. and they already yell at me. For yeah, they screaming. already hit you. Enough. The NBA is getting so soft. Really, it's getting annoying. Yeah, like I pay a lot of money. Yeah, I, I should be able do. to say Ben Simmons sucks. I got <laughs> yeah. in trouble for saying Ben oh, Simmons. Come sucks. on. Up in the balcony, I got seats in the nosebleeds. I'm saying way worse things than Ben Simmons sucks. Let me tell you. I mean, if there's kids around and somebody tells me, hey, calm down. Like, I don't swear, but yeah. I can't say Ben Simmons sucks yeah, anymore. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That kind of sucks. That is, the garden is getting soft. The NBA is getting soft. I can't believe that. Kind of sucks. It does suck. I, I feel you there. That's ridiculous. If you're listening, anyone that works at the garden, leave GRD alone. Come on. <laughs> This man does enough for this team, and this man is enough of a supporter where you should at least be able, at the very minimum, to let him say Ben Simmons sucks. That's funny. That's crazy, though, that uh, that Scary Terry nickname. Credit it back to GRD. If, you, if you're listening, make sure you know. And Rose's family recognizes that, too, so I totally respect that. How about the headband? You like him in the headband? He's been wearing the headband the last few games. I saw that. Um... What's his name was making fun of Tatum him. Tatum roasted him. Tatum was making him. fun of him, yeah. <laughs> he looks different. Yeah. 
Did he ever do that in like college or anything? No, no. I think it's a totally new what thing. What were they saying? Headband T-Row? Yeah, headband like T-Row. <laughs> yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. I, I mean, like I support it. everything he does. Let's see what he does with it on in the games. Yeah. Right now, we were just talking about his charity. He he has like uh, six three-pointers right now. Yep. I want I want to go bankrupt this year. Yeah. I I pledged a couple couple bucks per three pointer. Oh man, so maybe you might make me go bankrupt. Yeah, with the headband. Rose, start banging threes so you can make this man go bankrupt. <laughs> green runs homeless. Over here. <laughs> There's so many things that we could go with the green runs. <laughs> green runs poor. Yep. It's like a separate. It's I like, like I like green runs drunk at the game. Yeah, green runs drunk is perfect. Like I'm like there's people that come up to me and call me that shit. Yeah, after they see me with a couple beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you see GRD like anywhere halftime or later, you know you're not talking to Green Runs Deep anymore, and that's Green Runs Drunk. Uh oh. <laughs> you know that for a fact. But let's get off of Rose to kind of bring us home here. So you and you are listening to Green Banners, the podcast taking you from Causeway Street to your street. Subscribe on iTunes. Please follow Green Runs Deep on Instagram and check out all of his stories, too. It's hilarious. But look at the team so far this year. We started off against Philly that first night and it was crazy. It was awesome. It was a great game. We embarrassed Embiid. He said it wasn't even a rivalry anymore. It got me amped up for this season. Then we go to Toronto. We lose to them. We barely scrape past the Knicks. We play Orlando in an ugly, ugly, ugly game and lose to the Magic. Are you worried about the team's performance so far this season? I'm, like, as far away from where it is you can be. Like, the only thing I'm pissed about is that I never made a post before the season saying, like, don't panic. Yeah. Like, you know the game. Like, you know it was going to take these guys a while. Yeah, it sucks to lose to the Magic at home. Like, I was at that game. I wanted to wear a freaking brown bag over my head walking out of there. Same. However, like, it's the NBA. Any team can win any night. Like, we saw that 72 and whatever Warriors team get bounced by, like, Minnesota a couple times, whatever, you know? Yeah. So, like, this group of guys are proven players. I'm not worried. Yeah. And our defensive rating is, like, the top of the league, so... Our That's def- a big deal. Yeah, our That's defense is is doing what it's supposed to do. We just the offense start, will come. Start hitting these open shots, and we're good. Yeah, let's start tonight. Let's start tonight against the Thunder. Pray that after that, as you're listening to this, you are excited because we just beat the Oklahoma City Thunder and Russell Westbrook and that team. Uh, Aaron Baines isn't playing that game. Hopefully, we'll do all right with without him. But one thing is that is keeping me not so worried is we're actually and they do all these advanced stats so who knows what this shit really means but you look at some of these advanced stats and we are leading the league in wide open shots and it's not even close wide open shots but we're probably leading the league in wide open shots (laughs) missed too yeah no exactly but we're getting those looks and that's Mm -hmm. the one thing in the magic game and and something that i know a lot of people had issue with was brad stevens coming out after the game and saying well i think that's the best our offense has looked all season and people are like are you kidding me like we couldn't hit anything and while that's the case we had a lot of open looks that game people were missing everything jalen brown couldn't hit anything I could I could go down the list. I I hate to pick on Jalen, but Kyrie he he turned it on a little late. But man, we no one we struggled struggled seriously. That was struggled. one of those games where 
I don't know. Me, it's easy to the next day to watch a game over if we win. Yeah. But that game we lost, and I was so mad about it, I did not even want to watch the highlights yeah, or anything. Same. So I, I, I could tell you what I remember, but I was just pissed. It's one of those frustrating games that you see these open looks, and it's like, oh, they're about to hit this shot, and they'll be back in the game, and they crawl back in a few times, and it's like, this team is going to lose. End, even yeah, at the end. They had a chance on to the edge of tie it at the end of the game there. And I, the entire time, was like, oh, they'll come back and be fine. And then just, like, Magic kept drilling shots, and we kept missing open shots. And it's just the most frustrating game to watch something like that. And by the end of it, I was, as you can see, if you've met me, I have no hair. So I was ripping whatever strands (laughs) of baldness that were left out of my head because it was so frustrating. Bald is beautiful. Bald is beautiful, baby. (laughs) But, you know, you got to make open shots. That will happen. Let's not panic. I've heard some crazy, like, sports talk radio bullshit. And that's the reason Green Banners exists is that you can have an outlet that isn't this crazy listen to hot take radio BS. But the don't sign Kyrie speeches are coming out from some oh crazy God. fans. Like, like it's been three, three games and he's a little rusty and people are like, let's not pay him. Let him walk at the end of the season. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. When I went to New York, people were still over there saying he's going to be on oh, our team next come year. come on. I was that's laughing. sad. That's sad. Whatever. That's what they that's have denial. to look forward to. Yeah. That's denial right there. Yeah. It's going to be a rough summer. Yeah. The Knicks are the most pitiful franchise in the NBA. Like, they're definitely up there. There are a lot of dumb teams dumb. out there. Exactly. Dumb. That's that's like, it. We're smart. That's, that's the one thing. Angel's a genius. There are a lot of dumb teams. Hell yeah. Like, I don't know. I know a lot of people off the street that know basketball, and I bet you if I put them in a front office, they could run teams better than, like, the Suns or New York. <laughs> You're probably like, right. It's just, like, some teams, they just sign these players to these crazy-ass contracts. I know basketball is, like, a it's a long-term thing. Yeah. But even long-term, like, what the hell do they have to look forward to? No. Nothing. That, that's the thing. Like, the long-term, the short-term is bad, and the long-term is bad. It's like, how can you sit there like like that? Hell yeah. That's brutal. Sacramento, oh, Atlanta, good, good luck. Good luck with that. Yikes. Yikes. But what about some of these other teams in the Eastern Conference? Like, obviously, after beating Philly in game one, you got to be a little bit confident against them. But, like, Philly and Toronto, like, do, does anybody worry you, at least in the Eastern Conference, from what you've seen thus far? Like, even before the season, like, Toronto scared the shit out of me. That's a team, like, the only weakness I see on that team is their coach like is his first year coaching but like philadelphia that team will never beat us in a playoff series they might beat us once during the year whatever in a playoff series they have absolutely no chance against us like Embiid and simmons can both score 30 each the rest of the team is not showing up and getting enough shots to beat us it's not going to happen no and that's the thing that opening night and that's why i was so excited to start this season Embiid got his Simmons got his that game against us, and we still blew him out. We still saw Geno at the end of the night. Yep, they, they cannot compete with us. No. They can't match up. Blah blah. Like, I'm pretty sure they're gonna have enough money to get another guy, but I don't even know who's gonna come over there. <laughs> it beats me. We'll I, see. I don't know. I I've been saying that they should be the ones to trade for Jimmy Butler. I think his wild ass kind of fits within that culture. But hey, what do I know? Who knows? I don't think they have a shot. I think Toronto. Toronto's looked really good. Yeah, Kawhi's been real good. Kind of like breaking news, but Houston is making a big run at yeah. Jimmy Butler. That shit. Yep. Four first-round picks, supposedly? Four first rounds. We, you don't know, 
But that's what's being reported. Yeah, exactly. And we could talk about what's being reported because it's out there. Mm-hmm. But that's ballistic. Like, yeah. freaking. That's your whole future. But imagine you throw him on that team. Like, the West is lit. The West is real lit. Like, just between those two teams, though. Like, mm-hmm. them and Golden State will go at it. That's an eight-game series right there. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they both kill each other. Rockets and, and nine. They could they could go kill each other then yeah, we'll that's be the out thing. there. I'm in support of that as a Celtics yeah. fan because go ahead. yeah, let these guys kill each other. And honestly, even if they get Jimmy Butler, if you have cousins coming back at least semi healthy, that still might not be enough to beat that Warriors team. And then you've spent four first round draft picks just to lose to the Warriors anyways. And Jimmy's probably gonna leave too. Yeah. You gotta think about it. You're gonna that. have to pay him, which is you know, that I don't know how they make the cap magic work there, but I don't know, man. That team is like they remind me of the Warriors, too. Like, how do they keep getting yeah. these guys to go over there? No, I don't do they, get it. I don't know. Luxury tax must be the nice. Illuminati. <laughs> That's it, That's right? one word to explain. <laughs> yeah, that would be crazy. So if you're listening, maybe that trade comes through, and then maybe next episode we'll have a ton to talk about there. Um, yeah, but this Celtics team, I, I think we should all relax. Oh, I'm good. GRD is, I know he's good. He's, We're good. He's saying, "Don't panic." I'm like the official Mike, message. Don't I'm like panic. that uh, that gif Michael Jackson with the popcorn. <laughs> yeah, I don't care what Michael happens. Michael Jackson with the popcorn. As long as the guys are healthy, that's what I care about. Yeah, exactly. Everybody gets healthy. Mm-hmm. Brad is like he's smart this year. Like he's seeing what other teams do. And last year he did a little bit resting players down the line. Like yeah. rest players, it's okay. Right. We're playing. We're playing for the summer. Exactly. Like we're going on a deep run. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. So we're going to go on this deep run. I'm excited. I'm excited. So that's about all the time I got, though. I mean, I appreciate you all listening and listening to this dope podcast. Appreciate appreciate Green Runs Deep for coming in the studio, live in the stew here at the Podcast Garage in Alston. It's been a great episode. But always remember, please subscribe on iTunes. Search up Green Banners Podcast. It's literally bit.ly slash Green Banners. Super easy if you type in that soundcloud.com slash green banners find us on stitcher find us on twitter at ob mcfly and of course follow green runs deep on instagram green runs deep but next week we will have on one of the four future first round draft picks that will be going to the t wolves in the trade of course and thanks for listening hopefully by the time you're hearing this the celtics will get a win and we'll get back rolling to the team we are going to be as the best team in the Eastern Conference. Thanks for listening as always. See you later.